Welcome to the Power of Faith with David Hathaway. We are standing firm on scriptural truth, with no compromise, and strongly evangelizing as part of our ministry. There are no denominational barriers, in the gospel Jesus preached, especially when he healed the sick. That is why healing is an important part of David's ministry. Jesus said clearly, when he commissioned us to evangelize, preach the gospel, heal the sick. When David preaches the gospel of Jesus, he always sees miracles. Now, please join David as he ministers today's word. Just as the builder of a house has greater honor than the house, so for every house is built by someone, but God is the builder of everything. Got it? Yes, I know, because as a matter of fact, uh, or 60 years ago, I, I built my house. <laughs> I know what it's like. Yeah, I built it and I still live there. But the fact is that what um, Paul is referring to is that the work of God, the kingdom of God is, in this case, like a house. God builds everything. Moses was faithful as a servant in his responsibility, his house, leading the children of Israel. And just as Jesus is responsible, God, who is over all, is the builder of everything. Yes, he did. He created everything. I mean, the Bible is absolutely clear. I don't know why some Christians question creation. God created everything. That's the, in fact, the description of God, our God, is the God, the Lord God who created heaven and earth. Right. So then Paul goes on in verse 5. Moses was faithful as a servant in all God's house, testifying to what would be said in the future. Now, when he's saying, when Paul is saying that he was testifying as to what would be said in the future, what it means is this that the life that Moses lived was to be a testimony. It's not what Moses was saying. It's what Moses was living. And, you know, I, I get into arguments with some people. In fact, earlier today, I've been in a, quite a theological argument with a group of people. But at the end of it, I, I had to shut up and move away because they are talk, 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 and they don't do anything. And I had to simply say, I'm not interested in the talk. I'm interested in the action because the most important thing to me is what I do. It's not just what I say. It's what I do. And um, that's exactly what Paul is saying, that, that Moses was a witness by his obedience and in his life, he did what God commanded him. He led the children of Israel right through, including crossing the Red Sea, right through into the promised land. So he then goes on because he's likening this to Christ. In verse 6, he says, but Christ is faithful in a different way. Faithful as a son over the whole of God's house, and we are the house, if we hold on by, to our courage and our faith, so that 
We are the house of God if we hold on. I'm going to come on to that in, in, in a few minutes because um, we're using here Israel as an illustration and I'll come back to that. So Christ as a son is responsible for God's house and we are God's house. Do you get that? In other words, God has appointed Jesus to be responsible for us. Can you think of it that way? God has appointed Jesus to be responsible for our salvation, just as Moses was responsible for the children of Israel for 40 years. God says Jesus is responsible for us. And just as Moses had to be faithful and was, so Jesus is going to be faithful in looking after us till we're entering into the kingdom. Lovely story, lovely picture here. Paul is very expressive, but I find this the, the New International Version puts it clearly. So, um, we are the house that Jesus rules over if we hold on. Now, then comes the warning, because in verse 7, it comes to the warning. So, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you will hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. Now, Paul here is very clearly speaking to the Jewish people, because you know that there was a rebellion. In fact, there were two rebellions amongst the, the Hebrew people. The first was when Moses was on Mount Sinai in the desert, receiving the Ten Commandments. What were the rest of them doing down below? They were rebelling against God, lost their leader, as they thought, and they made the golden calf, which was the image of an Egyptian god. So they turned away from worshipping Moses God to worship the gods of Egypt. Oh, 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 that's just one bit. But then when you read the Old Testament, you have to find out all the grumblings and complainings of the Jewish, of the, of the Hebrew people. I call them Hebrew people, which is what Paul is doing. And then what Paul says is this, that the 40 years that they spent in the wilderness was the time of testing. Mm -mm. Which means that your experience from the time you receive Christ to the time you enter the kingdom is a time of testing of your faith and of your life. And what he's actually referring to here is the fact that after only 40 days, and you know, people don't realize this, because if I, if I ask you the question, how long did it take the children of Israel to get from Egypt to the Promised Land, you'll say 40 years. Yes, it was 40 years, but in actual fact, they were on the borders after 40 days. Yeah, that's the amazing thing. They actually completed the first part of the journey in 40 days, and then what did they do? They sent out... 12 spies to go and spy out the land. And those 12 spies, they went out and they spied and saw, and they came back. And then the report of 10 of them was, 
Oh, it's a wonderful land flowing with milk and honey and they brought back the grapes, you know. But they said the trouble is that it's full of evil people and we are afraid we can't go in because they will stop us. Only two of the 12 spies actually said, if God is with us, who can be against us? Come on, boys. We go in in faith. But the people, when it came to the vote, voted to support the 10 and not the two. And as a result, the people of Israel had to spend 40 years in the wilderness. Why 40 years? That was a generation. And actually, if you read down here, you'll find they died. Because here, in verse, uh, verse 8, don't harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. This was the question of the spies. During the time of testing in the desert where your fathers tested and tried me, that's God, and for 40 years saw what I did. That's why I was angry with that generation. I said, their hearts are always going astray. They've not known my ways. Verse 11, God says, I declared in my oath, an oath in my anger, they will never enter my rest. In David Hathaway's new book, A Firm Foundation, Strength for Now and for Eternity, David will guide you through the Apostle Paul's letters to the Philippians, Colossians, and Philemon. David has written this book to strengthen your faith at a time when everything around us is being shaken. Join David as he delves deep into the truths of the Bible. Order David's book, A Firm Foundation, by visiting our website, eurovision.org.uk forward slash shop. Thank you for listening to the Power of Faith broadcast with David Hathaway. We would love to hear from you. Contact us by visiting eurovision.org.uk. Also available online are many free teaching resources to help you on your walk with God. David has written many faith-building books to encourage and inspire. Order these online today. Each month, David ministers online and in person. Our ministry is only possible because of the faithful support of so many people. For details on our evangelism and humanitarian relief work, visit eurovision.org.uk. Thank you again for listening.